And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. There's Lindegaard making Forrest backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's found him via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott. Goal. So a very good morning to you all. I'm sure some of you are listening to this on your way to Hamel Hempstead Town and more familiar listeners of the Glovers cast will know that we always like to, wherever we can, speak to somebody from the opposition just to find out, well, tactics, how they're going to take free kicks, all of that kind of thing. But uh, but also a little bit more about uh, what we can expect from where we are going. So in this special edition, Ian I, Ian, say hello. Hello. Hello are joined by Dan uh, from the uh, media team, I think, at Hemel Hempstead Town. So, Dan, firstly, a big welcome to the Glovers cast. Uh, thank you for having me. It's always good to do these sorts of things and uh, give give your fans a bit of an insight into, into what they'd expect on, on, on the day. Absolutely. So we're recording this on Thursday, but we're, we're aiming to put this out on Saturday morning. So if all has gone well, yeah, say you may well be listening to this on your or way to the ground. So Dan, we've had a look through the history books and we can't seem to find any record of Yeovil Down and Hemel Hempstead or, or any iteration of, of either club ever playing each other. So we wondered whether you could start off by just telling us a little bit about who are Hemel Hempstead Town? Where have you, where have you come from? What, what are you all about? Yeah, so this is this is actually the highest um, division in which we've we've played in in the National League South. We've been in the division quite a few years now. Um, managed to get to the the playoffs uh, a, a few years ago now. Um, and actually, our our manager was the our, our current manager was the opposition manager back then. And when Braintree defeated us, that was the year that they went up. Um, so yeah, played most of um, our sort of hist- our history is within sort of the, the Southern Division and, and, and knocking around those sort of uh, leagues at sort of step three. Um, but in terms of the town itself and the football club within the town, uh, it's, it's got some some strong community connections. We're, we're very much a community club. We, we do lots of uh, initiatives throughout the week. Now we've got the the artificial surface. I know that not too many people are fans of that. Of that. <laughs> but what it does do for us is it, it makes sure that we are really at the heart of the community and able to do lots of great things throughout the week. Um, but in terms of the football, um, you know, we, we probably, you could, you could argue one of the, the more sort of established clubs at the National League South now in terms of consistently in the division. Um, we've, we've flirted with the playoffs a few times, as I said, but uh, been at the wrong end of the table uh, or found ourselves at the wrong end of the table at certain points throughout the year. So, yeah, to summarise, you know, been in the division quite a few years now and, and our, our ethos and our sort of, mantra if you like is, is very focused on on the community as a club that's experienced you know quite a quite a bit of national league south football what, what can you tell yeovil town supporters about what to expect from this season because we've not not been around these parts for a long long time and yeah we're a bit unsure of what what's coming our way well it's it's certainly a very unforgiving league at times um i think well in terms of the, the distances and the travelling, um, you've certainly obviously experienced that. You would have experienced that in, in the various leagues that you've been in, but 
certainly when it gets into those Saturday, Tuesdays and it's cold and you go into some grounds that maybe aren't as uh, luxurious as, as some of the grounds that you've experienced previously. I myself are actually a Watford fan, so I do remember Yeovil uh, beating us uh, uh, a few, quite a few seasons ago now, but yeah, right. days, <laughs> happy days. <laughs> wasn't for me that day, but um, no. no, you know when I, I won't name any clubs, so I don't want to do anyone a disservice. But you know, there's certain clubs that you'll go to where it, the, the wind and the rain will be in your face as fans. But you know, is that what you what you will find is that you meet some fantastic characters along the way. Uh, some fantastic clubs with lots of great volunteers um, because the league is predominantly run on volunteers. And I myself, have, you know, I've worked higher up the level, but this for me, there's there's that real family feel. And, and, and I suppose the feeling I get at non-league and certainly at this level is the reason that you fell in love with football um, all those years ago. So... Yeah, unforgiven at times, but certainly very rewarding, and uh, it will it will be a, a great roller coaster ride, I'm sure. Looking forward to it. Well, um, our manager Mark Cooper was speaking this week and saying he'd been to uh, Vauxhall Road. Am I right? I got that right. Yeah. So the, we actually um, have renamed the stadium this year. Oh, so it's I was going to say there's good, probably a sponsor I haven't added in here, isn't there? There yeah. is now. Yes, yeah. so it's <laughs> the first time that we've actually had a ground sponsor. So it's called the Focus Community Arena. Um, Focus Community Arena. Okay. Oh, well, that... let me rephrase my question. Then. So Mark <laughs> Cooper, our manager, was at the Focus uh, Community Arena on uh, on Tuesday night to see a take on uh, Brighton and Hove Albion um, on the 23 side, I think. Yeah. And he was very complimentary about you in his, his, his pre-match uh, comment said you looked a very well coached side, a very well organised side with some very good players. He, he did pick out one who, um, having looked him up, he managed uh, when he was at Forest Green Rovers, George Williams, who he described as the best player he'd ever coached, um, but said he'd had some savage injury um, problems in his career. But he said, if, if a player like George Williams is playing at Hemel-Hempstead, then that tells me what kind of a level we're, we're coming into. I mean, how has pre-season been for you? And would you agree with uh, that kind of sentiment from Mark Cooper? Yeah, I saw Mark's comments actually this evening. I was with George um, just probably under an hour ago now. Um, we, we actually did a little interview with him and we, I spoke to him off camera about his experience with, with Mark and, and the forest screen and, and, and different things like that. So... I know that he's kind of taking taking those comments from a pinch of salt um, because he's he's obviously focused on Saturday. Um, I think there's mind games going on already. <laughs> well, it could be, but you know, I think you know, as he alluded to there, George is a fantastic player, but not only is he a fantastic player, he's a fantastic character as well. Um, very humble guy. You know, he was on the bench for Wales um, in the Euros uh, against England, and you know, he's he's had a lot of experience, and as Mark said, their injuries as well, but. He, he, amongst all the other players, have had a fantastic pre-season. I know that every club will say that at this point in time, but, you know, I've, this is my... So I've, I've been at this level since 2018, and this is the best pre-season that I can remember at any sort of club or team that I've been involved in. More so from not necessarily the games, but the, the what's been going on behind the scenes in terms of the togetherness and the, the players are really focused ahead of Saturday and, and the season. So... You know, we're we're quietly confident about about what we can do, and as as Mark alluded to, there we we do have some some good players, and, and that hopefully will shine through on Saturday. He touched on George Williams. Are there any other players that Yeovil Town supporters who are making the trip should 
keep an eye on and and uh, yeah pay close attention to i think for me the overriding thing at this moment in time is actually the team is a real uh, unit and i think you know i could probably sit here and pick out seven or eight key players or characters um and i think that's i think we went to we went on a little sort of pre-season uh, training camp a couple of weekends ago down to Eastbourne and it was a really fantastic day because every single player uh, is 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 together and is on the same page and but it, there are obviously notable players like George um, we we signed Joe Atrofano who has experience at this level and scores goals so I'm sure he will be someone um, that will be a threat going forward this season but yeah just to just to go back to that original point of yeah, there's no there's no real big time players or no real standout individuals it's more about that unit and that they'll they'll and we saw it on Tuesday they'll they'll fight for each other and they'll they'll certainly back each other's corner uh from minute one to minute 90. We're, we're expecting a, a, a couple of boots up in the ground up in the air are we or have you got? Have you got um, any? You always hear about these lower leagues. I mean, I started my Oval Town career in the mid '90s, watching Oval as my career, my, my support. I didn't really? play. For, uh, <laughs> um, uh, watching at this at this level, it was the ISIS League. It was called back then, not that kind of ISIS. But um, the and and I always remember there were the archetypal giant centre halves that you you came up against, and we were we were lucky at that point to have a quite a giant centre forward a guy called Warren Patmore um but uh, is there anybody like that in the Hemel team any sort of like big 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 brutes that are going to uh kick us around there's a, there's a couple of brutes yeah but <laughs> okay. I'm, sure, I'm sure you've probably got got a fair few of your own and like like you say it is a it, it can be a very physical league um yeah. but one of the things I've certainly noticed over the the last few seasons is that actually teams are starting to try and play from the back and get the ball down and I think you know the the quality of this division this year is probably the strongest division that that I've ever known, with the likes of yourselves coming down and uh, maybe your, your neighbours down the road as well. That, that we probably won't say their name, but uh, if they begin and, with and, a W, you definitely yeah. can't mention. If they begin with a T, we'll let you off because they got a good managers. So, yeah. but um, no, just in terms of you know other teams within the division, we've seen lots of investment throughout different clubs within the National League South, and I think where perhaps you're not seeing the opportunities for young, hungry British players in the in the professional game, um, you, you're starting to see those types of players uh, at this level. So I think God of the days of where the ball spends the majority of the game in the air or in the stands. Um, yeah, I think, I think this season we might see some really attractive football from, from a lot of teams. And and the manager, what sort of what sort of style of football uh, does does he get out of his team? Is it that ball on the floor and trying to move it around, or or does he mix it up? He does mix it up actually. One thing that um, that impresses me about him is that his attention to detail when it comes to planning for games is is second to none. Um, he's always on my case about little things here and there, and making sure that. We we don't divulge too much information. We don't film too much of training or, or those. He's still behind the camera. Is he? Is he watching you? <laughs> seeing what you're saying? <laughs> he's actually he's out there now, just 
kicking up the uh, 3G surface. Kicking the ball as high as he can to <laughs> get the defenders to head it. Yeah. But one thing, you know, on the training pitch, he, he is relentless. Um, he he does not accept second best. He fights for every single ball. You know, I'm told from from um, from his coaching staff that he's actually calmed down uh, since these uh, brain tree days. But no, he's he's a he's a born winner, and he's I'm sure after tonight's training session, he will be planning every small detail. I think I think now that's what that's what our fans can see is that you know if they do come down to the ground or they do speak to to him, they can understand that he's that he puts his all into it. So regardless of of the result on Saturday, we know both as staff and as, as as fans that he's done everything he can to prepare those players in the best possible way. Um, and I suppose just to, to, to close out, the we've got quite a few hundred, we think, um, uh, fans who are arriving uh, on, on Saturday morning uh, or this afternoon when they're listening to this, maybe. But uh, what can you tell us about the facilities? We, we understand there's a, a segregated area for away fans or for Saturday's game. What would be your advice to people in terms of uh, where to go, what to do, that kind of thing? So in terms of um, the, the the ground itself, it's a, it's a really sort of spacious ground in, in some uh, ways in comparison to others. Some of the, the grounds that you visit this season might might have a very corporate feel, but actually, you know, this is very community-based. And the segregation is is something that we'd, we'd had open discussions with the Oval about um, over the last few weeks. We just wanted to ensure that actually everyone could safely enjoy the game, but also comfortably as well. Um, so, you know, I know that that message only sort of come out at the beginning of the week, but it's that constant uh, consultation with clubs just to make sure that both clubs are happy with the arrangements and, and things like that. In terms of my advice, it would be to get to the ground as, as early as you can. Um, parking immediately outside the ground is challenging because it's a very residential area. But if you search some of the local roads like Longlands, if, if anyone's traveling, put in Longlands into the, uh, into the sat-nav. Um, that, right, that one now, yeah, Longlands. It's actually a very, very long road where you can park. Um, but yeah, just try and utilise uh, some of the roads externally from, from the immediate vicinity of the ground. And obviously just try and be respectful to our neighbours. We do have a good relationship with them, but on busy days, obviously they get a little bit annoyed uh, if people are double parking. But in terms of facilities itself, we've we've obviously made arrangements for, for additional catering services and, and toileting facilities to be able to be av made available for, for your fans as well. So, yeah, we, we segregation and big crowds is is not necessarily something that we're used to week in week out. So we'll we'll try our absolute best. Um, you know, I myself, along with other members of the the staff here, we've we've been working quite hard to make sure that firstly the information is out there as as much as it it can be, um, but also working around the ground to make sure the facilities and everything are available for for a really good day out. Fantastic, yeah, and, and I think I think a lot of supporters will appreciate the effort that goes into hosting us. Um, obviously, I think we're going to surprise a few teams at this level with the amount of people that come to watch the games. And I'm, I'm not sure on the numbers of tickets sold, but no, it's several hundred. And uh, I think we've, um, yeah, we have to travel and respect these smaller 
clubs that we're coming to because it's not like going to Notts County. It's not like going to Wrexham. It's going to be a very different feel for us as supporters this year. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's, um, it, it does pose its challenges, but it, it, it brings you know great opportunities. We want, we want the ground to be as, as busy as it can be. We want there to be a great atmosphere. So as much as it does provide a challenge for us, it's just an exciting opportunity. Um, you know, I can't lie. It's, wish it wasn't the first game of the season necessarily because, you know, <laughs> there's all sorts of things that need to be sorted out in pre-season. But um, as I say, we'll do our absolute best. Um, we hope that you find it a welcoming uh, environment. And um, yeah, bar the result, I hope you have a great day. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Well, Dan, thanks very much indeed for your time, and um, I'm sure anyone who's listening will uh, will say will pass on their thanks to you and everyone there at or Hempstead for everything that you've done to hopefully make Saturday a a good a good spectacle. And as you say, well, we can't agree on the result, but uh, but hopefully it's uh, it's an enjoyable day for everybody. So thanks yeah, very no, much absolutely. for joining us. No, thank you. And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. Lindergaard making Forrest backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris, expanding via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis, he could win it! He probably has won it for Yeovil! Oh, and it's an opening goal! What a start! Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead! Stansfield, good turn away from Troy! 